Hi there everyone, this is Ollie Bilson and I am with Mr. Trent Chapman. Hello Trent. Hey Ollie, how you doing? And also Mr. Ryan Chapman. Hello Ryan. Hey, it's a pleasure to be here. We're brothers. That's, that's <laughs> good Good to know. Yeah, it's good to know. That it just wasn't a coincidence. You were last same last the same. So uh, we're here right now in Phoenix, Arizona after I just spoke at the Keep Infusionsoft partner conference. It was very exciting. How did you think my session went? Your session went well. It's too I, bad you didn't join my session. Yeah. I also spoke at the Ryan's went well as well. I went, I went to both. I saw both. I'd give you both a score of a 10 out of 10. That's, Amazing. That was Amazing. nice. Thank yeah. you, Trey. It's good. Well, well Ollie's was actually really, really good, which wasn't a surprise, but... Well, I wasn't trying to deposition you by by <laughs> promoting myself as the only person in this little group that was speaking. I did not speak, by the way. This is Trent. I didn't get to speak. Yeah, but we are depositioning Trent it right is. now. <laughs> so anyway, okay. So we're going to follow on some of the the things that we've been speaking about. We've been following the previous episodes about the four pillars of building a next level business and specifically about converting your traditional business into a next level business. What do you mean by converting a business into the next level business? It's interesting because I was just having this, I was making a comment in a Facebook group just before we started and someone was making the point that, you know, about Infusionsoft in particular, just that, you know, it's really not for single person businesses and I was like well absolutely and there's a whole host of people who are very content that just have a business that makes enough to pay the bills essentially they just want their own job they want to be their own boss but they really don't want to grow a business so is that what you're getting at with next level business yeah so I think it's an interesting distinction because you're right we all make an assumption that every business owner wants to actually grow and unfortunately that isn't always the case some people even tell you that they want to grow but are actually scared of growing that's actually another thing i think it's scared or, or they just don't know what to do you know that's where like the framework that you're gonna what we're gonna be talking about but that you've laid out in your business as you're helping other business owners is so important well it's belief and when I say that, you're, you're, you're totally right in what you're saying because they may not know and so they have an opportunity to grow their business. At least they see that, but uh, they don't have the capabilities. And so there's this imbalance between their opportunity versus their capability and that's what can often frustrate a lot of business owners and it can mean that they stall and they stagnate and they plateau yeah. and they can never really get to the next level. But when you say capabilities, you're not saying that they're limited in the capabilities. It's their current capabilities that's limiting them. Yeah, so their current capabilities are delivering the results that they're getting right now. But really, they need to level up those capabilities to match their opportunity. And when they do that, they can expect their business to grow a lot faster and being done in a way that allows them to actually grow but without actually working more because that's something a lot of people don't really stress enough because yeah. everybody can be busy and all the activity doesn't all equal accomplishment but you can also find it where you can actually accomplish a lot but everything is tied 
to you. Yeah. That's a problem. Yeah. Well, you know, it's interesting too, is that when in my session, which you were still traveling in from Austin where you were speaking to digital marketer, but in my session, what I brought up is that you're going to, there's going to be things you, you don't know how to do, but there's something inside of you that's saying, I got to learn how to do that because that needs to be done in order for the business to go to the next level. And I said, when you're looking for someone to help you, you got to be careful because there are the talkers and the dreamers. These are the people that tell the good story. You know, they sell the good bit, but they actually haven't done the thing that they're talking about. And then there's the people who are achievers. And some of those are eloquent, but many of them may not be. And so you want to look for the people who have actually done the thing that you're hoping to learn how to do versus the people who talk about the thing that you're wanting to do. And you being able to discern between those two is really important. That's one of the reasons why I really appreciate Ollie is because Ollie has actually done this. You know, you've grown several businesses and you've grown several of those so that they can operate without your daily interaction, which is what it means to really create a next level business. Well, this created um, an interesting conversation last night as we were talking in the lobby. And, you know, we finished our speaking, all that jazz, and we were talking and I was saying, no, I think you have to teach people first the phone funnel framework. And you said, no, they got to learn step one, which is vision. And I actually got converted to that. Why don't you share maybe a little bit about that? Trent, you were listening in on that, some of your thoughts on that as well. So I think a lot of people do get sucked into the sales and marketing first. That's what they gravitate towards because they think that's going to get them the results that they want. That's yeah. going to be the business that they want. Uh, that they dream of at some point in the future. But there's some challenges with going into that, and I'll explain that in just a few moments. But we first have to slow down to speed up. And what I mean by that is we need to set a clear vision for what success looks like for yeah. the business. Really, the sales and marketing is a strategy with a bunch of different tactics. But first, we need to define what the actual strategy is. And so, therefore, we need to really evaluate where do we want to, well, first, not necessarily where we want to be, but why do we even exist as a business? Yeah. And even though that's quite a, an obvious thing to say, some people have forgotten the reason why they got into their business in the first place yeah. and what value they bring to the marketplace. So when you say that, are you talking about just functionally? Yeah, the service of the products, what like, are they bringing? Why is that even necessary? Or are you going even a deeper level to, like, what are we actually doing for our customer? Because there's the mechanics of it, you know, and getting real clear on the mechanics is really important. But I feel like there's also that other level of, you know, Benefits. what is it that we're really trying to bring to the market with our solution? And not all of them are super deep, but I feel like there's still that component. But what are you talking about? Yeah, so I think it, it does stem deeper than that because really it's the purpose, the purpose okay. of why we're doing what we're doing. And the thing with purpose is it's never achievable. It's just the reason why we do what we do. Do you feel like that's usually some sort of origin story almost? It can be because it can sometimes be that you've got a skill or a specialism that solving a particular problem and that's the reason why you started your business, because you're able to help people um, in some way, shape, or form. And in turn, they pay you for solving those problems. Right. But really, people do get confused with what is part of vision, because first of all, vision isn't necessarily about 
a hot marketing tip or tactic sure. to go and make money. And of course, every, as I mentioned, everybody gravitates towards that to begin with. Yeah. So, first of all, we just need to figure out why the Halloween business in the first place. Okay. So for us, Next Level Business, it's to empower entrepreneurs to build successful businesses so they can live life on their terms. Now, we can never, ever achieve that. But that's the point. It's the reason why we do what we do. It's your direction of where you're going. When you say never ever achieve that, you mean for everybody. Yeah. yeah it's you, not- some will achieve it, obviously, because I hear that goal. And I said, yeah, that's that's doable. But it's not doable 100% for everyone that comes in your door, so to speak. Or even every business. But it's a guide for us to also make decisions on. Yeah. Because once we know that, we've got a good understanding for who we're helping and the value we're bringing and the difference that we're making. So is, is part of this vision pillar, because this is the first of four pillars in your next level of business process, is part of that like your core values as well? Yeah. Like the things that like, okay, we'll never ever do this. We always strive to do that. Yeah. So it's a series of these rules that you kind of set up inside of the business. They're like, this is what we are. And if somebody joins the business, that's got to be consistent with who they are or they just won't stay in the business. Yeah. So and that's as a customer as well as a, as an employee, right? Both. Yeah. So they're both internal and external values are a really big part of the fabric of the business. And often they stem from, you as the entrepreneur as the business owner because you want to bring in people to your business where there's an alignment with those values and you should hire and fire to those values so once we've established why we exist then we need to think of you know what are we about in terms of our values and then we can start thinking about well where are we going as a business and that's mm-hmm. where we get to a mission. When you say, as far as a vision, though, for me, when I think about that mission or vision, I'm also thinking about, as a business owner, what am I creating for myself? Because I don't want to create a job, necessarily. I'm, I'm a person that wants to create more autonomy and freedom. So what, what part of your planning is that included as far as what's the outcome I'm going for when I'm creating this business? Because I don't think anyone creates a business just so they can be busy and have a job. They're obviously doing it for the profit. And for lifestyle and for maybe autonomy. So, so how does that a fit in? subset of those positions? Yeah, because that, that's obviously going to be part of your plan. Otherwise, you'll create a business you don't like. So where does that f- fall into? Is it a vision? Well, I think you have to de- detach almost you as the founding on individual, individual yeah. with the business. And this is really interesting because most people stick in the operator model. And the operator mode and model is you are your business yeah. and the business is you. That's a very dangerous place to be. It's a, you, you may start there, but there is an evolution of your development that's also often intrinsically linked to your success as a business when you move from being mere operator to CEO or leader of your business. Is it appropriate for this conversation to talk more about that? Should we do that another time? Yeah, I think we probably should dig into finishing vision and yeah, why it's important. So let's keep um, that for another episode. But I think that's an important conversation. Sure. So when we've established why we exist, we understand what we stand for as a business and what we stand against as a business, as sure, far as values yeah. are concerned. Both those are important. 
We then need to know, okay, where are we heading? What does success look like for our business? Is this when you start getting into more numbers? Yeah, so this is more things that are tangible, achievable, something that we can like set a revenue all out for. Or profit margin. Yeah, so we're like, so we're going to help this number of people in this given time period okay. to be able to get desired and result for the market, for example, okay? Mm-hmm. And by doing that, now we've got something that's very clear of what success looks like to us as a business. You know, yeah. how many people... It's interesting because like, when in terms of our planning, when we're thinking we'll set goals in terms of you know, revenue. We kind of know what our margins are, so we'll try and keep those. But then when it comes to actual execution plans, that translates into people, like people, how we affect them. So we don't make goals on people in our particular business. We make kind of revenue goals. But we understand that that means we got to affect people in a positive way in order to reach those. So when it actually comes, rubber hits the road, that's where we start talking more about people. But for your business, do you guys actually set people goals? Yeah. So we, is that like an, you have an abstraction that that means so much value to the company? Yeah. It's really important to tie people and responsibility. Well, responsibilities to people and roles. Okay, to you're people. talking about in the the company. In the company. It's not like when you're saying your people goal, you were talking about people you're gonna help. Sure, absolutely yeah. So that's really more about so the number of people that you're helping is the number of customers that you're bringing through in a given time period. And are you thinking it's part of your whole vision thing though? Also, this this hard number of money. Like, I think it's an important leading metric to yeah. know that most businesses and probably most people who are listening to this, you know, are probably somewhere in the realm of zero, meaning they're kind of getting started. Maybe they're beneath sort of you know five thousand dollars a month or so, right up to probably seven figures or or more. They're not into you know an eight figure business. I think it's fair to say most people are in a small business that are listening to this. Therefore, revenue and sales are important yeah. uh, to the business. And there's lots of things that drive those numbers. And in order to help people, you've got to you've got to be able to sell. <laughs> yeah. So they've you've got to get your product but or service in the hands of it, it kind of sounds like what you're saying. The reason why we wouldn't start with the hardcore rubber hits the road, like phone funnel framework is pillar one is you've got to know first Here's the direction we're going. Here's what we're actually solving. Because the more clear you are on your purpose and what you're doing in the marketplace, then the easier it's going to be to actually properly implement something like the sales process of the phone funnel framework. But if you don't have that real clarity on here's what we are, here's what we're about, here's what we do for people, then it can be really easy to start getting in these circular arguments, so to speak, of what you're doing in the rubber hits the road area and get lost. Yeah. When you make a lot of decisions based upon your North Star, your Polaris Star, yeah. if you want to call it, right? So your North Star is what you're you're heading towards. And you're going to make a lot of decisions on who you hire, what you need to do in terms of sales numbers, how you're going to achieve it based upon all of that. So the decision-making process you make in the business are, really related to that mission. I, I think probably part of the reason I was trying to kick off vision to a later point too is because I assumed that this is going to take a lot of time. But really, you're drawing it out of yourself, so it shouldn't take an exceptionally long period of time to figure out your vision. No, no. But it, it's important because you need to understand that the business isn't just you. 
a business isn't a business if it just revolves around you. And it's just talk to what Trent just mentioned about, you know, a business that he wants to create, which is more about freedom and autonomy and the lifestyle that you get as an effect of creating a successful business. You, you need to understand what the makeup of that business looks like. So, you know, Jim Collins has a good way of putting this. You know, you've got like a bus and you've got a destination. You've got seats on the bus and you've got to put people in the right seats. You put people in seats, you've got to make sure they're in the right seats. And then you've also maybe in a business where you've got people on the bus in the wrong seats and you need to rearrange them or they just need to get off the bus. But all that is predetermined by the destination that the bus is going to. Yeah, absolutely. And the rules of that bus. Bus, yeah. And so that's why you're saying you've got to establish those first. Yeah, because otherwise you're in the constant loop of sales and marketing, which will get you to a point. Sure. But you can never really celebrate success along the way. The journey is not going to be a comfortable one. I've been there where we were, you know, hyper successful in our growth over a very short period of time. But that's not always sustainable because you don't always bring people along for the journey to continue to support the growth of the business. And often a lot of people have heard this expression of what got you to where you are is not going to get you to the next level. That's about those capabilities again what capabilities you need. So that's why vision is absolutely paramount and foundational to really, I believe most people start talking about it when they're into their, you know, maybe they cracked the first hundred thousand or, you know, a few hundred thousand and they're thinking, how do I get to seven figures? Well, that's fine, but it's actually applicable to virtually any business to get really clear on where you're going. Trent, have you seen, though, that when people are new to business, that sometimes their vision is immature? Well, yeah, that's definitely going to be the case if they're, they're new to business. But I've even seen that even people that thought they had clarity, and this is maybe something to talk about, too. They thought they had clarity on their vision. It slightly changes as their business matures, which I think is okay. To Ollie's point, I think it's better to have something to start with that changes versus having nothing. Because... Your marketing message, your sales message will be much clearer if you have a clear vision. Where, where, what have you seen people do that are mistakes when they're... Uh, as far as it, vision? When, when they're, yeah, when they're new. It might just be unrealistic expectations of what their solution can do. Maybe they're overselling and overpromising, And so I think they have a vision of they're going to create this thing that's going to change the world when reality is they may not have that big of an impact. And so they kind of get excited and they think that everyone's going to want their product and it's going to easy to sell and so they get a little emotional about it versus being so yeah realistic. i think that's a kind of common confusion is to think that vision means outcome but vision doesn't equal to outcome a vision isn't like it doesn't necessarily have to be i'm going to change the world it can be much lower on the hierarchy of needs than change the world and still be very successful because yeah. you i mean if you even look at a company that most people probably wouldn't be thinking too much about, but like it's something like McDonald's. Terrible food. I don't think anybody would disagree with that. But yet very successful and isn't really in the food business maybe as much as the real estate business and yet you know makes a ton of money. And their vision probably is just give people inexpensive food, you know, and provide a great way for uh, franchisees to make some money. And for them, you know, to collect great locations for real estate or I don't know, 
but their their vision can't be to change the world, you know, and that's fine. It doesn't have to be necessarily. No, and I think that, you know, a lot of people associate vision with things that like large companies like that and corporations, that's what they do. They do strategic planning. They do, you know, all of these mission statements and all this woo-woo kind of stuff. And that's fine for bigger, more brands, bigger brands. But what we've got to think of as a small business is like, how do we know whether we're on track for really achieving our goals? How do we really measure that? And I think without putting some level of thought into vision, we're not able to to really understand what we then also need to actually go ahead and do. What investments do we need to make, both in tools, resources, people, to be able to do it? Because we know one thing, that if we're to achieve something that we have not achieved before, meaning you haven't gone and done this before, Every, you're moving into uncharted territory, yeah. right? And uncharted territory breeds a lot of turbulence in that process yeah. because there's things you're out of your comfort zone. Because if it was everything that you've done before, if we'd have lived another life and we'd have created a business that was wildly successful in the past, you'd be able to glean from that experience and know to help direct you. But what vision allows us to do is really set a stall out for what we're really trying to achieve. And then we make a commitment. And that commitment is what drives us as business owners and entrepreneurs to be able to to get there and actually do something that's meaningful. I I feel like a clear vision also allows you to do one of the most important things you can do as an entrepreneur, which is say no. You know, one of the mistakes I see a lot of entrepreneurs make is they don't know how to say no. And the main reason they don't know how to say no is they don't know what will bring them closer to their desired outcome or further away. And so when you have a clear vision, even though like to Trent's point, it may mature as you go along, that clear vision allows you to say no to things and yes to things. And having some sort of way to be able to judge, okay, is this right for me right now? Is this going to get me closer to achieving the mission that we have as a business? or is it going to pull me further away is really important because that's where a lot of the mistakes that we'll make as business owners occur is our inability to say no to the right things at the right time and to not say yes to the wrong things at the wrong time. Yeah. Nobody's short of any creativity. I think anybody listening to this would, would agree. You know, you're not short of ideas. There's lots of things you could do, but probably only so many things that you should focus on at any given time. And then the question comes of, okay, I subscribe to that, what should I focus on? And then that comes right back round to vision. Yeah. Trent, any closing thoughts before we wrap up this edition? Well, you guys said it really well. I, I've, I've learned a lot just listening to Ollie's perspective on vision. Thanks. Taking a new take on it. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I've, learned, I've heard your, your take on it several times, right? Oh, okay. So Click. We Good. talk more often. Fair enough. <laughs> I've not heard Ollie's take as in depth. So, Ollie, what's, what's the second pillar we'll cover in the next episode? So in the next pillar, we're going to talk about building a growth team. Ooh, that's going to be important. That's why I see a lot of people stall out. You know, they're like, uh, I don't want to manage people. It usually comes down to, there's such a pain in the butt, I don't want to deal with them. But that locks you into a job instead of becoming a business owner. Yeah, that's so, where you get to challenge those beliefs. Yeah. It'll be an interesting conversation. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. All right, thanks for joining us on this uh, episode. We'll catch you on the next one. Keep moving forward.